The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars Summit by Summit episode 2,574. Yesterday we talked about the big reveal at the end of the rising storm, what the threat to the force itself was, and whether it was a threat to the cosmic force, the living force, details like that. Now we're gonna talk about just what the heck that thing actually might be, and there are potential answers in Star Wars Legends, and we'll dig into that today. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we are in spoiler territory for The Rising Storm, which is the adult novel that kicks off wave two of phase one of the High Republic mega crazy storytelling initiative and, you know, it's been a couple of weeks as I mentioned yesterday, so, you know, like we should be okay talking about spoilers, but I just wanted to give you the heads up that we're going there if you need it. So the leveler, the great leveler, that is the thing that is released by Markeon Rowe, and I will probably say Markeon Rowe's name in a number of ways in today's podcast and as compared to other podcasts. So yeah, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the Nick Martirelli interview that we did a couple of months ago because he pronounces it the way it's supposed to be pronounced on there and I just can't remember. Anyway, so Markeon Rowe and the taming and releasing of the leveler. But just what exactly is the leveler? Based on the descriptions, there are, you know, a couple possibilities. First of all, there's mention of this rod, something that is a rod that hasn't been seen in generations. And what that could possibly be, well, there's something called the dark staff that exists. And roughly the last time it was seen, according to legends, was the 1100s BBY, and it was being wielded by a Darth Riven, not a Darth Revan, R-E-V-A-N, as is well known in the Old Republic stuff, no, Riven, R-I-V-A-N, who in Sith timelines may in fact be the last Darth, if you will, before Darth Bane, who instituted the Rule of Two. Now, the deal with Dark Staff, and this comes from Wikipedia, and yeah, you know, over the years, like Wikipedia, it's just you continue to be astonished at the level of information that has been captured and cataloged in there. It's just stunning. The Dark Staff is a powerful, sentient Sith artifact that was one of the most dangerous and unpredictable objects in the galaxy. Now, the description of it doesn't quite jive with what you hear in The Rising Storm. It says it's one meter in length, but the object in The Rising Storm is described as three hands in length, and a hand, if you're taking it as, you know, what horses used to be measured by, is like four inches, so that would make it a foot long instead of three if three feet long, roughly, with a full meter. Now, one of the things that is notable about it is that it says that it is able to feed off of the force, even though it's not a force-imbued object, and it says that all light that passes near it is consumed by it, and 
it's able to produce black smoky tendrils that allow it to suck the force essences out of living individuals and drain energy from force artifacts. That certainly does kind of feel like the kind of thing that happened to uh, particularly Loden Greatstorm at the end of the Rising Storm, but it's not the only you know, possible explanation for what happened to him. I'm mentioning this because, you know, one of the Dark Staff's powers is that it can control non-sentient creatures, and that may be important here. And there's also information about the Dark Staff claiming that uh, the presence of it, or like being around it, would provoke an uncomfortable sensation as if the air around them were thick and oily and unpleasant. And it also has the power to drive people around it into insanity. And it could prevent people whom it wounded from using the Force to heal themselves. Again, this seems like it's kind of plausible based on the information about the attack at the end of the Rising Storm. But let's go back to the fact about it being able to control non-sentient creatures, all right? That's where we get to the leveler and what that thing might be if it's actually something that exists in Star Wars lore someplace. It doesn't seem to exist in the current canon, but there's a creature called a Leviathan that seems like maybe kind of fits the bill. Actually, for you know all intents and purposes, it's not the Leviathan that seems to fit so much in terms of the description of the creature. It's actually something that sort of predates it called the Howler, and I'll explain. The Book of Sith, which is an in-universe book that was created by Daniel Wallace many years ago, includes a bunch of you know little things involved in it, and one of them is described as a chronicle by Sorzis Sin of her encounters with Sith purebloods, explorations in alchemy, and the foundations of the Sith Order. And in the Book of Sith, like that particular chronicle is written from her first-person perspective, and she says that she is a grower of living weapons and biological plagues, and that she grew these creatures called Leviathans out of experiments with other creatures, including uh, howlers and uh, you know, a couple other things that are not important for our conversation, but the way howlers are described physically, that sounds very much like what we, we read about the Great Leveler in The Rising Storm. Uh, it says that they were usually crawling on all four limbs, but sometimes when charging, leaping, and clawing, they use two legs for mobility. That sounds kind of like the Leveler. But in Wikipedia, at least, there's nothing about what the howlers can do in terms of affecting Force-sensitive people. It says that they attack by you know howling, basically, like a loud enough scream that stuns prey and whatnot, but leviathans are the things that seem like, from a functional perspective, are really doing the kind of work that we see in the Rising Storm. First of all, they are non-sentient, so that dark staff could control them, okay? And the description of them is that they are large bipedal creatures, the adult ones are, with four smaller forelimbs and two tentacles around the jaws. So I seem to think the thing was running on all fours, as I recall, and so that's why it seems like, eh, maybe it doesn't quite fit. But, you know, then again, this could be the inspiration for something in canon, basically. And here's what Wikipedia goes on to say about the abilities of leviathans. It says that they have blister traps that they use to store the life energies of their prey. When they kill a being, they absorb all the victim's life force and knowledge. And it goes on to say that adult leviathans could also interfere with the sense abilities of force sensitives, causing the victims to hear screams, develop headaches, and trigger obsessive behavior centered around making the pain stop. And I 
think of Bell Zetafar at the end of the Rising Storm just curled up in a ball and unresponsive and that feels like it's a similar kind of thing. And circling back around to the physical description thing, so Bell in the story told from his perspective of this attack talks about teeth, like a lot of teeth, right? And so Leviathan are described as having those two long tentacles uh, surrounding a gaping maw filled with rows of long teeth. Yee. So this sounds pretty dead on, doesn't it? I mean, and if that wasn't enough, Leviathans are also apparently capable of hibernating for millennia, but could be awakened when there was prey around. And so, yeah, here we go with the Leviathan being you know, frozen in ice on a random planet and being found and thawed out and, you know, would awaken, in fact, did awaken when there was a Jedi around, which, you know, possibly is another reason why Loden Greatstorm was being held captive by Markeon Rowe because he needed the guy around to trigger the awakening of the Great Leveler. The Force-sensitive guy that he brought with him to that ice planet to, you know, make sure that it actually kind of worked the way that the historical tales that Mark Yonro had heard thought it did. Like, that guy was just there to, you know, test the effects, basically. But I think it was Loden Greatstorm who really was meant to trigger the leveler into being awakened from its hibernation. And there's one last thing to share, and it relates to the fact that from Bell's perspective, he describes the sensation of the leveler as being you know, endlessly hungry, okay? And so it turns out that this Sorzus Sin character had a favorite Leviathan that she'd created out of all the Leviathans out there, and that Leviathan's name was Crepuscle the Ever Hungry. Yes, you heard me right. Crepuscle the Ever Hungry. Wow, that is a mouthful. <laughs> no pun intended. And yeah, you know, I mean, I guess all of the Leviathans are hungry for force energy in their particular way. But yeah, the Ever Hungry. Oh, that sounds, again, like we are seeing something that's so close to what we experienced at the end of the Rising Storm as to whether this is actually it. We won't know until, oh gosh, possibly, I think, the end of the year. Kevin Scott has responded to tweets here and there saying that people aren't going to be left on the cliffhanger for too, too long, that we might actually get more answers about what happens next before the year runs out. But we're going to learn more, hopefully, during the Comic-Con panel on the High Republic that is happening on Friday, July 23rd. And I think it's going to happen a little bit too late for us to talk about it on Saturday necessarily, but eh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, you know, we've also got the Bad Batch to talk about. We'll figure out where to fit it in with all the other fun stuff going on. But anyway, there you go. That's what I've got for you on the possibilities of what the leveler is and what this rod that seems to control it may be based on stuff that is out there in Star Wars Legends. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say, oh, that I wonder if in Dooku Jedi Lost when they snuck into the room where there were a bunch of Sith artifacts if this thing was really in there somewhere. I'd love to know if that were the case. And yeah, thank you for joining me for the show as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.
Anti-Fast 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.